guys, you're listening to TV Zone Podcast Presents Lovecraft Country, developed by Misha Green, who also serves as an executive producer. The drama horror Lovecraft Country is about a young African-American war veteran who travels across the 1950s segregated United States in search of his missing father. This series is not only about the survival, both the racist terror of white America, but also the horrific emerging Lovecraft monsters. This is some journey to the center of the earth type shit. You see Titus's pages? I see three tunnels! Beware all ye who tread the path. Ever the tide shall rise. So, today we're talking about episode four, A History of Violence. I'm your host, Zena Dixon. Joining me are my two co-hosts, Jay Giles, TV Zone Podcast. Hello, hello. And Jinx, writer at Bloody Disgusting and host of Scream Addicts. Hello. All right, guys. This is another episode where so much has happened. This show, this world, it has everything. There's races, there's monsters, there's wizards, there's ghosts, there's time machines, you know? So um, I'm interested to know. Well, first, we were, ju- we were just talking about this, that with HBO Max, they actually released this episode early, um, very early, like on Friday night. Did you guys watch it on Friday or Saturday? I actually watched it Sunday. Oh, Okay. It's not going to break the Sunday tradition. I respect that. (laughs) You know, and that's not, I saw a lot of people doing the same thing that, uh, you know, even though it dropped early, a lot of people were like, I'm just going to wait, you know, right. It's kind of like a Sunday night go-to. Me, uh, I, I was just telling you all before we started recording, I, I nearly tripped and fell racing to my television so I could watch it as soon as they announced that the new episode was out. I was like, what? Give me more. Like, I honestly felt like they finally started to take us a little bit seriously. I think somebody's listening to our show. They're like, you know what? We're not quite at the point where we're going to put out all of the episodes at once for you to binge. But you know what? We're, we're getting there. Baby steps. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it, too. If, if, and if what's, Misha what's, Green is listening, yes. Um, yes. We, we love you. <laughs> we, we think you're brilliant. Very brilliant. Um, well, I actually watched it earlier today, Monday. Yes. Um, because I, okay. I tried to avoid social media. Um, cause I knew that there was no way I was going to be able to watch it like on Friday, you know, and then Saturday I kind of wanted to like, you know, do some stuff around the house and everything. But, um, and then Sunday I was going to, but then I was like, you know what, I'm ready to live it up and keep on watching movies. So I ended up not, I'm so glad you guys can't see me. I just did a weird dance. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you think about living it up. So you have to like do a dance. Okay. No, but, um, but I, I did avoid spoilers, but there was one that came in, not really a spoiler, but I haven't even like seeing this. I saw someone say, Oh, I'm not going to watch the show anymore. I'm scared. It's like, no, you know? So were you guys on edge this whole episode? It, you know, it felt like a, adventure episode um yeah and what's what's crazy about that is it it, it felt like i was watching um like indiana jones movie to some degree (laughs) because it was was totally like atticus and letty in the raiders of the lost ark yes and and then you kind of throw in the last crusade when they have to go cross that um booby trap bridge in a way you know the whole walk by faith type uh, scene from uh last crusade 
But it did. Also, it was, like that blade. It was like the penitent man must pass. The penitent man yes, must pass. <laughs> yes. And it was just, but it was, it was like this big adventure or whatnot because of how they had to basically do a, you know, a recon mission just to get inside the museum after dark and, you know, they didn't have to go down in these tunnels and everything. It was just, it was, it, it was a huge adventure um, with some mm-hmm. horror-ish elements thrown in. So, right. And that's what it kind of feels like the show is doing where, I mean, we've talked about it. Like each episode is, is giving us something different each episode, but it's finding a way to keep its core of horror and, mystery sci-fi you know keep that in it but it feels mm-hmm. like each episode it is its own thing so right yeah it's it's stunning to me how completely it reinvents itself every single episode you know the first episode was a journey the second episode was uh you know in its own way kind of um you know, cosmic horror. The third episode was a haunted house story, and now, like you said, we're getting like this mm-hmm. big, rousing, you know, <clears throat> action adventure. You know, like an old serial kind of, uh, you know, uh, again, adventure. Like it, it's just amazing to me. It blows my mind that they've been able to keep it up, like this constant reinvention. And it's it makes me even more and more excited to see every upcoming installment, just to see how. You know, how many bases they can touch and how many different types of stories they're going to be able to tell under the single umbrella. Absolutely. And I again, I agree with you guys. I agree with you both. I, I'm loving the fact that we are, um, as the viewers, receiving like classic genres. And then it's nice to see like black characters um, in these roles, you know, in these situations. And, you know, um, I have to tell you something. I've never watched any of the Indiana Jones movies. <gasps> what? I know. So I know. Okay. Gosh. Where? Where's the I'm looking for the red button? No. <laughs> Jay, I'm sorry. You understand that. <laughs> I completely but understand. I'll say that you know this episode. It kind of re- reminded me of like the Goonies type of adventure. You know, like that's that's what I felt right away. So even though, you know, I didn't see Indiana Jones, you know, I can't say that like, yeah. Okay. So, but that's, that's the first thing. Um, Other thing is I wanted to know um, just how you guys felt about, you know, Montrose, this, this episode. Uh, Are we counting the entire episode, including (laughs) the last five seconds or everything else? Let's let's talk about the first half at first. You know, when we see him and I've noticed in this episode, there's a lot of pain. Um, you know, he's dealing with um, a lot of pain, a lot of trauma. I don't know if it's like PTSD, there's pain throughout his family. You see the pain with him, you see with Atticus. And it's crazy because it's like, okay, unfortunately, um, his wife cheated on him. His brother is dead and his son might not be his. So he's just tormented. Monsters is going through some stuff. Yeah. Right. He's going through it. Um, that I mean that opening scene with him. I don't know if they meant for it to be like that, but it felt like the opening to Apocalypse Now, when Martin Sheen's character is basically having a mental breakdown in this hotel room <laughs> and everything, and that's kind of what we're getting with him to some degree. And I don't know, it's like he he's going through something, and mm-hmm. but at the same time we do 
get the sense. Well, no, I want to say get the sense. We do know for a fact that he knows a lot more than what he's letting, like letting on or trying to not let on that he sure. knows more about. And yeah, absolutely. And it's just, I mean, Michael K. Williams. He's he's a great actor, and even though I I will always enjoy his performance as Omar from The Wire, but this episode I was really up and down with him in it. I mean, he had some moments where he, he made you laugh and you know whatnot, but then he takes that turn where he becomes <laughs> very villainous and it's like, yeah, okay, what exactly is going on with him? And mm-hmm. my last thing is I'm kind of having this feeling that he might have killed George in that car. <sighs> I'm starting to think that. Oh, I hope not. But oh man, I oh. hope not. Jay, stop it! I, I only say that because of you know uh, he's bleeding out anyway. Nobody's around. Let me go yeah, and just you know, put this pillow yeah. over his face. Nobody will know. Yeah. Oh, my brother's dead. My brother's dead. Yeah, you just killed him, but he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> right. But I'm, I'm, I mean, after how this episode ends, I'm kind of thinking like, yeah, he might have killed George. Huh. He is great too, by the way. I have you ever seen um Happen Leonard? Have I mentioned this before on the show? Like uh it ran for three seasons on I wanna say it was like AMC or A E, some station like that, and Netflix picked it up, but it's based on the uh series of novels by J.R. Lansdale, the man who also wrote uh, Bubba Hotep and uh you know, the drive in and all these great books. But um anyway, Happen Leonard is incredible. He's one of the leads in it and he the man's a star. Like it's just, I, I, it feels like he's in that space where he is a respected character actor, but he could also easily play the lead and break out and like lead a movie. I know that at one point he was up for, uh, I think it was down to him and Jamie Foxx for Django Unchained. Yep. And as much as I love Jamie Foxx and as much as I love the movie that we got from that, like Jamie Foxx is already, you know, kind of like a star. And so part of me, like deep down, wish I wish that he had gotten it so that mm-hmm. like, you know, he could have gotten that one major role and broken out, you know, maybe a bigger way than he has by this point. But yeah, even even with a role like this where, you know, it would be so easy for him to kind of disappear into the background, I think. Um, and for, you know, for any character really to play second fiddle to. Uh, Tick and Letty, but but that's just not the case because he's so damn good, and he he I think he imbues that character with a life that you know uh, I'm sure is there on the page too, but I don't know he just he's he's brilliant in it, and I think it's a testament to what he's kind of imbued Montrose with, you know, uh, heart wise that makes me like almost want to give him a chance. Like I want to hear him out, even mm-hmm. though the final five seconds, you know, is pretty, pretty damning. Like I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to withhold judgment <laughs> until he, until he has his day in court as it were. That, that's how I feel as well. Like I'm, I'm, I really like the fact that we were able to know a little bit more of him and, you know, the, his relationship with Atticus, it's starting to just to, it was starting to, you know, just be kind of like nice that they're, they're making some big like breakthroughs, you know. Um, but then just that last moment, it's just kind of like, OK, there, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Does he not want Atticus to learn the truth about the order? Because clearly he's doing whatever it takes, you know, for it not to happen. And I don't know why. Does he want um, like similar power? Like, does he want to be like Christina? 
which we we need to talk about Christina. So, <laughs> you know, I am a fan of Rihanna, and it was really nice, you know, seeing that scene, you know, the the, the modern music in there. It's, uh, is it Bitch Better Have My Money? Well, yes, it is. <laughs> do you like that song, too? I Yeah, yeah, I do. You do? It, it uh, I, I mean, it's a fun song. I it, I will say, like, up until this point, all of the music that's been kind of, like, anachronistic still kind of fits in its own oh, way. And I'm not knocking the scene in the show, but, like, this is maybe the first time in the show when a song is played and it actually took me out of the show for a second. I was just like, oh, they're doing, they're, they're, they're going for it with this scene. <laughs> like, that's, that's something. But, but at the same time, I mean, there's, it's kind of like, it is cool too to just see mm-hmm. her driving that car and carrying that. And, you know, it, it's, I don't know. How do you two feel? Should we, do we like her? Do we not like her? Do we think that she's a villain or a villainous or is she, I, I'm confused about what I feel about that character. Well, um, I, I'll say this. Um, I, I can't remember which one of you said it on a previous episode, but after this episode, I'm on the road to believing that Christina and William are one in the same. Yes. <laughs> what? Yep. Yes. I, and, that's what and, I was thinking. And the scene I'm referring to is when she goes to that house and the cops are outside. As soon as she goes in, he comes out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, huh? <clears throat> is it the same freaking person that she's? Right. Sh- but it's like, who? Which one of them is the you know the real one? But clearly, mm-hmm. it's a shapeshifter. Um, but and wow, we have not seen them in the same place at the same time, no, have we? No, no, we never do. I'll be damned. We never do. And I huh. just, I, I'm kind of on the fence. Kind of similar like how you guys are with Montrose. With her, I'm on the fence of where maybe just need to hear out her side of everything just to f- find out because I don't think she's so much of a... I won't say she's a villain. I, <clears throat> I just say that she's misunderstood. If the thing that held her back with the Order was the fact that she was a woman, mm-hmm. like... And she's obviously like power hungry. Then I, I wonder why she wouldn't merely. I wonder if she has control over it. Then, if that's the case, because otherwise, wouldn't she just shape shift into a man and be like, "Hey, I'm one of the guys now," you know? But that's the thing. I feel like you know the order. They know the truth about her. Yeah. And I have to be honest with you. I I think that she's a villain. I think that she's money. Well, not money hungry, but power hungry. You know, she wants things to be a certain way. I mean, she killed her dad. Well, technically, she didn't do it, but. You know, um, it's himself. just, I feel like, what's that? I say like, he killed himself, really. He did, but still, like, she knew to set that up. You know, she was waiting for that right moment. And truth be told, it's just very, um, I, I guess it's clearly okay. She wants to go after these pages um, from Book of Names, right? And maybe it's for the abilities, which I'm not too sure what they do. Is it uh, for, like, time travel? Because she kind of mentions that with that Captain Lancaster, the one who was on the previous episode, um, which we find out that he is a part of the Order. And obviously, we know that we're going to see him again because there's some kind of 
rivalry between him and Christina. Um, even though it's like, you know, uh, her father is, is not around and you know anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny. Her father's not around anymore and she's thinking that she can get to it, you know, get to these pages easily. But there's still some other things that she has to, you know, put in place. And it even leads me to thinking about because like I remember last week, um, I said I said to you guys about um Hippolyta, you know, that um I thought that the telescope you know, I thought that that was Uncle George's, but it's not, you know, that's hers. So she's just like this awesome woman who's an astronomer. And, you know, we, we kind of get that story when they go to, well, this is jumping ahead when, when they go to the museum and stuff. But um, what I thought was really interesting, remember at the party, she found this thing that kind of looked like when the room door opened and it was like kind of like a solar system, mm. like Hiram's solar system model um and had like two suns so i'm wondering if that is connected to the time machine because the thing is um when she was on the phone with her father she was basically saying oh you know that you know that it had like the two suns right but then the bigger question is and maybe this is just me being immature that night at the party how did she even manage to take that big system like the solar system out of the house and into her car and now in her house on the shop. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But, I mean, everyone was pretty much distracted by everything else that was going on. So. Oh, true, true. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it was too much of a stress for her to kind of, you know, sneak it out of there. So. But, yes, yeah, so I'm wondering if Christina's looking for that. Possibly. Because I see that. What was it called? Like what she was looking for at the beginning? Was it an orrery? Or like so who's to say that that solar system isn't because of the fact that it's locked, you know, it maybe it's something that's inside of it. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. And maybe whatever Christine is looking for, it could be inside of that. Henceforth why it's locked. And right. Like the guy told uh, Hippolyta, was like, well, you know, everything has a key, so I'm sure you'll figure it out how to open it at some point. So, mm hmm Okay. And I guess just an, another question, you know, for you guys. Um, what are your thoughts on Letty and Atticus' relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? No, I, I, you know, I, I kind of love their big moment, which I mean, because that's totally like the that's a climactic moment from a big action adventure. You know, the uh, you know the hero's kiss at the end is mm -hmm. where. Uh, I mean, I like that it was uh, one. I, I kind of, I don't know if it frustrates me or if it's kind of smart that people have to keep pushing Tick in a certain direction toward Letty. Like in the previous episode, it took somebody making him kind of jealous and yeah. somebody putting a ticking clock on, you know, the two of them in a way for him to take any action. And, you know, it was a haunted house story. It's a creepy episode. It's a scary episode. And there's something like, you know, it, it's that sequence was almost more lust fueled, 
than anything else. You know, it wasn't a love scene necessarily, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas in this episode where it's more light and fun and, you know, cool. And then, you know, the person who's kind of pushing, uh, taking that direction is Montrose, who, you know, that that is a weirdly paternal moment between the two of them, you know. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like it perfectly set that up so that when he finally, you know, does kiss her or whatever, it feels like the first time there is an actual romance there in the entire show. You know, it's not right. just like suggested. It's not under the surface. It's not a question mark. It's like, oh, no, this is. Yeah, great. About damn time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because um, it did. It, it felt like he for the first time, like Jinx said, for the first time, he was actually acting with his own emotions towards her opposed to, you know, Hey, you know, back in the day, you know, I was with her, blah, 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 you know, is that your <laughs> woman, you know, type of thing. And I heard you living rent free here, blah, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, okay, maybe I need to go, you know, kind of, you know, put my stamp on her or something like that. You know what I mean? Opposed to this time, like here because he initiated she didn't initiate it this time mm-hmm. you know he grabs her brings her in and kisses her and it was a truly passionate kiss and so I, w- I was a little surprised by that because you know earlier in the episode you know when she was concerned about him being cut and how he like pulls away from her and it's like what the heck is wrong with you man like right what's going on? Like, yeah I think that he has to find his, like, he's, I'm not going to lie, Atticus is kind of getting on my nerves. I think it's a little bit annoying. (laughs) Because at this point, like, you know, like you said earlier, Jinx is kind of like a previous episode, somebody, it's like people have to keep pushing him to go after her. This episode, I still kind of felt that he, he didn't do it on his own. I mean, he did it on his own, but there was for a reason. You know, that's because she, she grabbed the pages. She went after it and they're out of it, yeah. you know? And it's just like, so are you kissing her because you're happy that you're okay? And girl, I, I think I love you. Or are you kissing her because, yeah, you, you grabbed the pages, we survived. Right before um, Yahima, which we're going to talk about the two-spirit person, starts screaming and Atticus punches. <laughs> like, that was crazy. <laughs> but no, like, it's it's, I think it's very, I don't know. Like, I don't like that. I feel like, with Atticus, he really needs to figure it out, figure out what he wants. And if it's not her, then that's fine. At first, it's like, I'm rooting for them. You know, I want them to be together. But throughout the episode, I don't know if you even remember. Well, you probably do. But, you know, I just have to say that. But throughout the episode, or this certain part in the episode, when Letty, she basically, she gets irritated with him. Where she's just yelling at him and really letting him have it. And I was rooting her on. <laughs> yes. You know, that, you know, it's not only about you all the time. You know, you're you're not the person that that's going through this. She literally died. So, um, it's it's like he he isn't because he's always trying to no, I I want to go or you guys take the elevator. It's like, dude, stop. You know, like we're in this together. This is how it is, and you know, and that's like right before you know Montrose, you know, tells him about himself and, but I don't know. I'm I'm not too sure what's going on with there. It, it I don't know if we're going to you know, hear about what happened to him in Korea, you know, um, even with the woman who he called on the first episode. Was it the first episode? Yes. 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 So it's just like, there's there's just so much, like, it's very, it's 
it's unfortunate that it's just it's becoming so <laughs> entangled, you know, that relationship. And I'm I'm not too sure why. Um, why well, I know why I, I blame Atticus. I think I wonder, like I, if we didn't have any sort of glimpses of his backstory, I think I would be far more annoyed with him too. I, but there's, and he, and here's the thing: this doesn't excuse him at all. Like especially if it starts to get to the point where it feels like he's kind of playing with her emotionally, whether he wants to do that or not, that's certainly what the fallout's going to be. Right. But it it strikes me that he wants, you know, to be sort of. Uh, you know, <sighs> to use a phrase earlier, like romantically entangled with her, certainly. But the thing that seems to be holding him back, holding him back, is um, you know, he, I, I it's he seems like from the very moment that we met him, a guy that's dealing with a broken heart, mm-hmm. and so I wonder how much of it is just the fact that he is wrestling with you know, trying to make his feelings, his obvious feelings for Letty not feel like a betrayal of some sort. You know what I mean? Uh, Which makes me kind of like him a little more that that would, you know, that that would even be a concern. But at the same time, like at a certain point, like he, he has to reckon with that and just move on or not, because clearly like if they begin the episode next week with him putting her like at arm's length again, then at that point, I think she has every right to just deck him and move on. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and that's 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 what it is. I feel like you you explain that perfectly. I I feel like he's playing with her. It's kind of like because he's confused and he doesn't know what he wants right now, and that's fine. You can be confused, but stop playing with her emotions. Like clearly from the start, and I I said it. You know when she was taking um a picture of him when he was like cleaning himself, um that she has a thing for him. I mean clearly we we even saw that again in the first episode earlier. Um, when he was like running around in the water and stuff and she was just like, oh, who's that? Because he's all wet and, and stuff, you know, so you you saw that she was asking her sister sister about him. But then the thing is, is that I'm very, I, I just, I guess the, the best way I, I can explain it this way, like um, imagine if this was happening, if this was happening to you, right? And you think that you have something with this person and plus, after all the stuff that they've been through, I mean, come on, you know, th- this should be easy. It's just the conversation. Um, and then it's just it's, it's the fact that, again, even what Jay said with uh, from the previous episode with her trying to, like, you know, uh, look at his hand because it was cut and he's like moving away from her. And then then you feel triggered like a jealous boyfriend when somebody else wants to be with her, you know, and it's just like, OK, you don't want her, but then you don't want anyone else to have her. Like, that's just, that's gross, and I don't like it. So he's he's kind of just getting on my nerves. And, I mean, maybe because I'm very straightforward, you know, I, I like things very straightforward and organized and neat. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, exploring your feelings because he, like you said, um, Jinx, that I do, I, I feel that way as well. He, he probably, he's probably fresh out of something, some type of breakup or, or something happened, you know, um, and he needs to explore that, but there's no time because of everything that's going on. He just lost his uncle, found out that there's wizards in the world. There's monsters, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. So obviously this is the last thing on his brain, but at the same time, you can't do that. Like that's not fair, you know? Yeah, I can't argue with that. And also too, who wouldn't want a woman like Letitia motherfucking Lewis. 
sorry. What was that, Jay? Your audio is breaking in and out. Uh, uh, Zena, what did he say? What was what's what what name was he in? Well, another thing I wanted to tell you guys. You know what? If if we, this is all this is bad storytelling. If we get to the final episode of this podcast and we can't get you to say that even once, like I feel like we're building toward that. And we're going to let down the listeners if we don't hear it at least once. We can wait until the final episode. I'm cool okay, with that. But... Only way. Well, no, I'm, I don't want to bet that. Because <laughs> no. What is this? The only way? What is this only way? I just want to say the only way I would say it is if we had legit like 100 people say, hey, we want to hear you say it. Right. But then it's just like, you know what? No, because I know that people are waiting in the shadows. Yep. You said it. 100 people. No. 100 is the mark. Okay. Listeners, we need you to uh, to respond to the tweet that you saw this link on with uh, the hashtag Xena Speaks. Uh, <laughs> we need at least 100 responses. I will create 100 like burner Twitter accounts just to, <laughs> just to answer the positive. I'm just going to take that Wednesday. And that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> All right, guys. So here is a question. So basically, we are on. We, we talked about it being an, an adventure, right? So we have Atticus, Montrose, Letty, um, and Hippolyta and Diana. They're oh, and Tree. They're, <laughs> they're they're headed on on this adventure. Tree needs to be, um, you know, dropped off. Do you guys think that he he made it to his destination? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of getting on my nerves. Like, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I really don't. But no. let's seriously go. So the, the first stop that, well, they stop at this museum and Hippolyta and Diana, they basically, um, they're checking out like the stars and planet like exhibit. And I thought that this was super sweet. This was like the sweetest thing I've, I've seen like from the show. Basically just Diana giving her mom that shout out, you know? Okay. All right. I thought you guys would be like, yeah, so sweet. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, no, it's not that it wasn't. It's just, it's funny. You made me consider something. I, because I wanted to ask you both, if you don't mind, like, I, how far away was that museum? It was in oh. Boston. Yes. And, and, yeah. Okay. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got excited. <laughs> so, like, I, because at one point, and again, I've only seen the episode once. I usually try and watch it twice, but, uh, somebody mentioned it was like a 15-hour ride, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And I was like, wait, is it 15 hours to the museum or is the museum like just right down the road or what? what is the deal? Because if they go into like the subterranean era of the museum and they're, they're walking on foot and they're moving through the catacombs and they eventually wind up right underneath Letty's house. Yes. I'm like, okay, so is is time and space like just folding in on itself underneath in those tunnels, which is possible given that, you know, what we saw in the previous episode, those tunnels are marked by those weird glowing sigils. But at the same time, I was just, it threw me, my, my first thought when I saw the elevator was like, oh, neat. And then I was like, wait a second, what kind of sense does this make? I don't know. I, how did that all, how did that strike you? I mean, when when I watched it and I was like, yeah, okay, so they, because, you know, they showed, like, okay, we're going from Chicago to Boston. And, yes, it's a good little ride. So, they, like you say, they go down there in those tunnels and everything. And it has to be something 
but at the same time this show it does you know do a lot of you know magical things so mm-hmm. maybe there's some i mean you get a you get a bridge that disappears <laughs> while oh you're on gosh. it right <laughs> and all that type of stuff and you know you have a cursed siren with two spirits or whatnot and so anything is possible really mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i agree agree with jay i think anything is possible and i i did notice that i was just like wait what like at first you know, it was kind of weird. But then even when Letty said it, she said, oh, this looks like, you know, one of my neighbors, like the body. And then even from the last episode, when we saw, you know, beneath the basement, <laughs> there was like this tunnel. So it's just like, who who knows what else is down there? Like, I, I could totally see that happening because I thought it was so weird that they were just like right back in the house um, with Yahima, y- you know? So, but yeah, what are your thoughts on Yahima and how they even found, like, just the location? Well, that that scene um, kind of threw me because she's like, okay, yeah, you see this, uh, you know, corpse laying on, you know, on the table and that, and there's the pages and everything. It's like, oh, okay. And then when they go to touch it, it started moving. I'm like. <laughs> what the heck is going on? But at the same time, it's like, wait a minute, this is Lovecraft, so yeah, it's it's not too far out. But I, I would say that was a a very interesting scene, just from like the special effects of how you know she forms and you know comes back to being a person in a way. I, it, it was a really well done special effects scene. I give it that and. Just the fact that they stood there and watched this, because I mean, if that yeah, was me, that was I, crazy. I would have been probably back in the tunnel or something. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean, the entire time it's like you have every opportunity to run, just run. <laughs> you you can still run, like it's, where, it's still happening. Run, please. Where could they go? Downstairs was flooded. You know, I, I would I would run away. <laughs> I'll take my chances back in the water. Back into a corner if need be. Just don't be right there where the the monster is reconstituting itself. For all they knew, the character was a monster. True. Uh, true. So, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of reanimated corpses. So it really made me happy, and I wanted to see more. I but now, we have, <laughs> now we have to talk about real hot stuff. We have to talk about Ruby. What are your thoughts on Ruby and William? Uh, um. Can I ask real quick before we dive into that? Okay. Can we come back? Because I know we haven't really like dove in the major spoilers yet. Are we right. going to talk about Yahima again? Um, well, no, I'm sorry. We can we can keep going if you want, and then we can come back to Rudy. Well, the, the only reason I was mentioning it was something I was kind of interested in, uh, simply because on Twitter I noticed that there was a little bit of controversy uh, surrounding that character. And I don't know if you all had seen it yet. Um, no, no, tell us. Okay, so I was noticing more than a few people mentioning that they felt that the show really misstepped this week uh, with that character simply because you, uh, I guess one of the issues was that you had a character who potentially could have been portrayed by a trans actor and wasn't. And mm. so I know that was a bit of an issue for some viewers, which, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I get it. I completely right. get that. I don't know. I feel like I don't know enough about the character that 
because the character is meant to be also supernatural in nature, you know, it's, I, I can't say that the character was meant to be trans as opposed to, you know, because isn't there, you know, wasn't it noted that there were essentially like two souls in one body. So mm-hmm. I, you know, but again, I, I, it seemed like people took umbrage with that a bit. And I, I get that. I think also too, they noted that the character was, you know, indigenous. And so you have like, uh, an indigenous like intersex character who is sort of spoiler alert, but is kind of unceremoniously murdered and completely mm-hmm. just taken out of the story. And so you, you have a character like that who he, uh, is kind of just there to serve our leads with this kind of exposition dump. Mm-hmm. And then they're just brutally murdered as kind of like a, a throwaway shock moment in the final seconds oh. of the show. Like it just felt like I, 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 it seems like people online are finding it a bit insulting. And I was wondering how, how it struck you two watching that, because I, I got to admit, you know, uh, yeah, it didn't strike me that way, but then again, it, it probably wouldn't. And maybe, you know, I right. need to consider that and maybe, you know, I, I, I need to look a little deeper when it comes to characters like that. It didn't occur to me, you know, the shock, moment in the final you know a uh, few seconds of the show would be you know taken as anything more than just that you know a mm-hmm. shocking thing for us to to <laughs> to witness but uh right. whereas other viewers might see it as a lost opportunity at best and at worst something more than a little insulting mm-hmm. well i can definitely understand you know um like just their concern with the character and especially because it is like a they said it was like a two-spirit um character correct like gender wise um but i feel like with not that i'm trying to defend it but i feel like kind of like what you said james i don't fully know too much about the story like i didn't read the actual book to know about the character but from what I do know about this show, things are not always what they seem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know there's a curse, but how did they end up there to begin with? You know, and how how did they end up dead? I mean, and just by what someone touching them that they can reanimate themselves. So who's to say that can't be reanimated again in that mm-hmm. regard? Um, but as far as them with the whole indigenous character i'll say this um i don't think that they were trying to you know do anything in the context of oh it's just a throwaway character and we're just gonna do it like that. right i think it could say a little bit more because if you know the history of what have happened to native americans in america and everything it's some horrifying stuff you know, mm-hmm. and everything. So maybe they were trying to, you know, convey that to some degree. And some people probably, right. because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know a lot of history when it comes to certain stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe they, I, I, maybe because of how they did it, you know, a lot of people just looked at it at face value, but maybe the creators of the show, they were, you know, trying to say something with that. Um, because as we know with the episodes that we've gotten so far, they have been putting a lot of, you know, social messages in the show with a, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. So who's to say that wasn't what they were trying to do? And maybe some people just kind of read into it because, you know, 
especially on Twitter or whatnot, people they'll latch on to something, they'll just run with it, and then it'll, you know, it'll turn into wildfire in a way. But um, right, I, yeah, I agree. And and plus, you know, I'm glad you said that too because it reminded me to say, like, I one of the people who, and this is somebody whose opinions I, I respect entirely. This is somebody I follow, so I'm not attacking them. And if they listen to this or hear this, I hope they don't think that. You know, I mean it this way, but, you know, there was one person who was like, well, I don't think I can watch the show after this. You know, and and I'm thinking like. I think that's the comment that I saw. I thought that it was for something um, like the the ending or that there was going to be a death. um, But no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're. uh, But I. And maybe you're right. Maybe it was maybe it was the shock factor that put them off for the fact that it was scary. Although, you know, I mean, up until I, if the scare factor was the issue, then I would think that they would have been out like last episode because last episode was actually genuinely distressing, you know. But uh, I, the way I took it was that they were out simply because of the, uh, you know, Yahima and the betrayal and, you know, ultimate end to that character in the space of 10 minutes. And you know, given the creative team behind this show, you know, Misha Green and Jordan Peele, like, I, to me, their body of work up until this point shows me as a viewer that they're obviously interested in social issues and they're obviously socially aware. So I don't, it it personally would surprise me if that is the end of Yahima's story and that that's all that character was meant to be, you know, Mm -hmm. was, uh, it would, it would, I, I, so that's why I'm eager to see the next episode and to see that payoff and to see where they go from there simply because I, 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 I can't buy that that's all that that, that sequence was. Right. And maybe it will be. And maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I'm entirely wrong about that. But I feel like up until this point, you know, uh, Jordan Peele, especially with, you know, everything he's done up until this point has kind of, bought the benefit of the doubt for, you know, any potential issues like this, you know? Um, but we'll see. You know, I'm very curious to see where it goes next week. Same, same. Yeah. Okay. Um, question for, for you guys then. Um, as far as it goes with uh, Ruby, what are your guys, what are your, your thoughts on her? There's what painful. <laughs> they, yeah, it looked very uncomfortable, but you know. And I'm, I'm sorry, I just now made this connection literally on air as we record this. Did not, I'm not being punny at all, but I was getting ready to say, not since a history of violence has there been a sex scene on <laughs> that looks so painful. And I realized that this episode is actually called a history of violence. And I'm like, were they being punny in their own right? Did they realize? <laughs> Hey, there was a movie, History of Violence. We're calling this episode a History of Violence. You know what? We need some stairs, and we need mm-hmm. some stairs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What I don't understand with Ruby, well, first, it was it was great seeing her on her own, and even the music that they um they chose for her when she entered like that department store, Money. That song is great, by the way. Um, and showing her, you know, walking to the store ready to, you know, apply for the job, but then seeing another black woman working there. And she kind of felt that now since there's, you know, already a black woman working there, they're not going to hire her. She even talks about this with William and knowing that there's like 103 employees, there's no way that they're going to hire two. 
So um, what I don't get with her, uh, and I, I mean, I guess this is, you know, what people do at bars. They have, com- well, they would when we could. People would have conversations and, you know, with strangers that you don't know, and that's fine. Um, but the thing is, she takes home a stranger, and, you know, that's fine. You know, live your life. Um, she wants to be adventurous. But did you not see the demonic branding on his chest? Like, that wasn't like a, a red flag. Like, hey, maybe I shouldn't, you know? Well, well to be fair, they, she was drunk. So, I don't no. think she... Was she? I mean, was they, she? Were, they were drinking, so... They, they were. They were, but come on. That that was that was demonic. Like it wasn't even a tattoo. I don't even know what it was. Hey, you don't know like what she's interested in. Maybe that maybe that's what sealed the deal. You don't know. I, it's like, what am I doing? Maybe I should stop. Oh, look, brand. Okay, all right. Okay, maybe. And also, too, does did you guys get the sense that this isn't the first time she's probably done this with someone? Ah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Am I shaming her for that? True. No, not not at all. But <laughs> I mean, but I, I would think that this is probably the first time that someone had, you know, like a demonic type of symbol on their body. Yeah, we look. We don't know. I mean, uh, to to use a quote from someone I've heard, they say, <laughs> for people who like that kind of thing, that's the kind of thing those people like. So you you never know. I don't know. Okay. We know that she's going to regret it. But anyway. um, Yes, especially from the preview of the next episode. Yes. And I I have a theory. I have a theory about Ruby. I think that Ruby, um, she's going to be, I think that she she might become similar um, to kind of like William, kind of like Christina, where maybe she could be like a shapeshifter like them. She wants her world changed. Huh. And even when he was talking about, like, you know, we saw the previews and he was talking about butterflies, and, you know, I don't know. It's just a thought. Watch me be wrong. Well, that's what's great about this show is that it is cast out in so many directions story-wise that it seems kind of like, you know, the sky's the limit, you know? Like, right. at, at the, you know, I, it's rare that, and that's why I, I will, you know, tip my hat to HBO for the, uh, weekly release, you know, uh, uh, plan as we're, uh, for this alone, which is, you know, we do get the podcast about this weekly. There are people who are having water cooler conversations, uh, about this every single week and giving us that week. It allows people to sort of let our minds run wild and wonder what could possibly come next. You know, we wouldn't get right. that if we could binge watch it, we would just go ahead and click onto the next episode and see. So I kind of like the serialized nature of, the show like quite a bit. And I think it's been since probably twin peaks, the return uh, that I felt like this about a show where it's like, Oh my God, what's coming next? What could possibly mm-hmm. come next? Where could this possibly go? What does that mean? You know? Right. And uh, you know, with twin peaks, the return, I was almost always wrong and I was always delighted by that. So, uh, <laughs> and so far with Lovecraft country, it's kind of proving to be the same thing too. Like I, you know, whether we talk about it on here or, you know, I have like my kind of own assumptions about where it's going to go. And then every week I'm like, nope, got it wrong again. I had no idea they were going to go there. Excellent. Well, Jinx, if you really, if you notice, Twin Peaks and Lovecraft have something in common. And that is the Ooh. whole thing about time travel and 
you know, things not being what they appear. Because, hmm. I mean, that's... If, uh, if Kyle McLaughlin shows up in a suit wandering <laughs> through the background of a scene asking what year it is, I'll just... Maybe, I'll, maybe, I'll, I'll, oh, I'll backflip. Oh, oh my. Maybe that's... What, what year is this? <laughs> And then, and then Shirley is there to you know to scream, and the lights just go out. Oh my god! Yeah. Zena, please tell me you've seen Twin Peaks. <sighs> no, she hasn't. Zena, no, yeah, nope, I have not. I, I, and I, Jane, I, 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 we, we yeah. spoke about this. I told her. I, t- I, I feel like I blocked it out, and I gave you time to actually catch up. And... <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, guys, when we're talking about Lovecraft, so. I have one last question for you, and then I want to get your overall thoughts on this episode. So Hippolyta, she is headed to get answers. She didn't receive anything, you know, from the guys that she trusts, from Atticus, from Montrose, um, especially when she saw that, you know, Diana, um, she she had like her dad's like Matt, travel guide that she found in the glove department compartment uh, department oh my god okay anyway <laughs> so what are your thoughts um I'm i think concerned. yeah I, I think i think atticus and macho should be worried about when she returns and yeah and give them the business because that look that she had on her face <laughs> pretty much said it all and we also get the feeling, too, that they're going to retra- retrace sort of the original journey from the first episode, right? Yes. Possibly. So, I mean, we already saw what kind of danger, you know, uh, our heroes could get into just making their way to Ardom. So it's like I, I, I just it's uh, that alone, that idea that she turned around and like headed back in that direction, like dead set on trying to figure out what happened to George is just kind of nerve wracking on a certain level before you even consider, you know, the supernatural aspects of it, you know, the creature aspects of it, you know, whether or not uh, there are going to be more shoggots, you know, before they even get there, mm-hmm. they have to make their way through the same towns and the same police and the same everything. And that alone is kind of, um, yeah, just calls for alarm, I think. Now, okay, so what if, in a interesting way, what if George is with them in spirit and he be acting like as a protector for them? I would think at some point he would like write on the window, hey, Turn around, Montrose smothered me in the back seat. <laughs> There's no need for this journey. Just go kill my brother. <laughs> That's a long message on the windshield. Yeah, you know, he it'd have to be a couple. Like it has to start on like the driver's side, like window, and then carry on to the windshield and then to the <laughs> other side. But uh, well, you know. he, he just write a red room. How about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and so we'll start with you, Jay. What are your thoughts overall on this episode? Uh, I mean, I, I, I love. I'm sorry, it, it, I'm sorry. And if there's anything else you wanted to mention, sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I, well, I will say this. Um, I did notice that uh, Letitia's shirt, and she even posted this on um, social media. 
and everything. It was basically a nod to Lynn Whitfield from Ease by You. It was the same exact Love that. top mm. that she wore in that movie, which she also was into um, and everything. So I did like that they threw that in there. And also in regards to Atticus. Now, I didn't see this online per se, but because of the fact that I have played the Uncharted video games, which is an action adventure game and the main character, Nathan Drake, the blue shirt and kind of tanned pants that he wearing there is exactly what Tick had on when they went down, you know, into the tunnels and everything. So I wonder, like, if they oh, did cool. that, you know, as paying like a homage to that, because like I said, that is an action adventure game series. And they have been talking about doing a movie of those too. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, in a way, uh, Montrose kind of acted as the older guy from the game as well. Sully, like he's, he's on uh, Nathan's side, but at the same time, you can't really trust him a hundred percent type of thing. So right. Montrose fit that perfectly. So I did like the little nods that they were doing with stuff that, you know, from, other movies and media as well so i did like that but uh as far as the episode i, I enjoyed it um i mean of course i enjoy every episode uh, but once again with this episode it gave us just a little bit something different like i say we it wasn't too too much horror in it but the action adventure aspect of it was tense enough and like i said I just really enjoyed everything that we got and i mean Letitia, she she's 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 the best. So yeah, she is. Okay. Sorry, which character? Which character were we talking about here? <laughs> Letitia. What's it? Because Letitia motherfucking Lewis don't get scared. <laughs> That's a lie because she does. <laughs> it's, well, it is, but at the same time, she 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 does. She has no fear. Even though she does get scared, mm-hmm. but she has no fear because I thought, you know, I thought something was going to happen to her when the pages, you know, went out of the elevator or whatnot and she went swimming. Oh, out. I thought she was going to get grabbed or oh, something yeah. like that, but she has no fear. And like I say, she just, she's perfect. So Tick need to, you know, get his act together because he does. Yeah. Okay. And she's a perfect woman. And Jinx. <laughs> I'm agreeing with Jay on that. Um, no, and the episode, I, I just, I loved it. Um, I, you know, I'm going to like, personally, I'm going to stop ranking the episodes for my own, uh, you know, simply because like, I, they're all, they're all gems so far. Yeah. There hasn't been, we're four episodes in, we're halfway through the season, I think. And we haven't had anything less than a sterling hour of television for this series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I, I love the fact that it keeps evolving and it keeps giving us different things. And, you know, again, first episode was, you know, kind of like a crazy journey. Second episode was Cosmic Core. The third episode was a haunted house story. And then this one, you know, with the Indiana Jones, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, you know, action adventure, it's still like, it's not Lovecraft, but mm-hmm. it does, you know, harken back to the kind of pulp adventures that would have been written about at the same time as Lovecraft. You know, it might have shown up you know, if not in the same issue of weird tales that a Lovecraft story might have, it would have been on the shelf next to it, that, you know, the the newsstand probably in some other magazine, this kind of story. So I love that. And as a result, I just, I, I can't wait to see what they have in store for us next week and the week after that and the week after that. I'm starting to brace myself 
for not mm-hmm. having any more of the show, you know, until hopefully the next season and the next season after that and after that and after that. I do know the moment that I finish the final episode this season, I'm diving into the book. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking the same thing. That, that's exactly what, what I plan on doing, because I know I'm going to miss it. And I'm going to, uh, you know, sometimes you're just curious. You want to you want to know the overall whole picture and everything. Um, but, yeah, you you guys both said it perfectly. Um, I, I really look forward to watching the show like, you know, every every Sunday. Um, it's just like it's nice. It's, it's nice, you know, having a, a show that gives you you have some, you know, horror elements. There's action. There's mystery. You know, I feel like it has it all. I feel like there's definitely something for everyone. Um, I do think, though, what I what I find pretty cool, two things. Well, three things, if that's OK. It is not. Okay, well, I'm still going to do it anyway. (laughs) Okay, first thing is um, the little boy who was in the library, he needs to have his own spinoff about him (laughs) being in the library reading when he he just wanted to read, you know, and they kept on interrupting him. So I thought that was really cute. And then, I don't know, do you guys think that Diana's friend, Bobo, is, is that in it too? Will he get his own episode? Yeah, I'm very curious about that. And I saw somebody mention online, too, that uh, they're like, if that's Emmett Till and if time travel is possible in this show, like, are they going to pull, like, uh, an Inglorious Bastards or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and maybe rewrite history? I hope so. With that character. But then, uh, you know, I, I went over to uh, one of the sites that I went to. Oh, um I'm so sorry. Uh, AV Club. Um, they actually mentioned that same thing, but they were like, but if that happens, you know, what the horrible thing that happened to him nevertheless led to like reform and, you know, action for civil rights. And so if that doesn't happen, you know, what does that mean for the journey to equality in America? Like, what does that mm-hmm. then look like? you know, in the following, like in the ensuing decades. So, I mean, that idea is fascinating to me if they actually kind of go down that road, you know? That would be. Hmm. But um, also, um, this is, there's a lot of my final thoughts. Do you guys think that Montrose is gay? You know, I'll say this. Um, I, I don't think he is... But I will say that he he might do certain things in order for him to, I guess, progress or keep secrets that he needs. So he, he'll do what's necessary, I would say. But I don't think he is. Plus, it'd be Michael K. Williams playing another gay character on HBO, even though Omar on The Wire was probably one of the best characters on television so i think it would be too much of a nose if they if they went that route with him it's funny leonard and happen leonard was gay as well yeah so Hmm. maybe they're typecasting yeah Uh, because i I, I don't think uh his character on um boardwalk empire i don't think he was gay um chalky white i believe that was the character's name i don't think he was gay even though i never finished it but i don't believe he was right okay but all right, well, thank you guys for discussing this awesome episode. Um, for those who are listening, if you missed our episode um, 
where we discuss episode three. Please check it out. And if you're interested in checking out Lovecraft Country, it airs every Sunday on HBO at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, Jay, where can our audience find you on social media? I'm all over Twitter. Uh, you can check me out on my movie page, J Movie Talk. That's at J Movie Talk on Twitter. And also my personal account, The J Giles, as well. Okay. And Jinx, where can we find you? Uh, right you can now. find me on Twitter at Jinx1981. That's J I N X1981. Uh, Scream Addicts at ScreamAddicts.com. And, um, um, you know, <laughs> might be on <clears throat> Instagram. Uh, I'm, am Yay. I really on Instagram? I hardly ever update it. So does it even count, really? It does because I see your updates. I like all of them. I have, I've had Instagram for like a month and a half. I have nine posts. That's like <laughs> nothing. Okay. Well, what what if someone wants to follow you on me? Um, if someone wants to follow me, I believe I am Jinx seven four zero nine four one. Thank you very much. And you guys can find me on Twitter, lovely Zena. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and it's Real Queen of Horror. That that's it. So. And everyone should absolutely check out your YouTube videos. Yes. Oh. Oh, oh, and I'm sorry. Wait a second. We haven't talked about something yet. <laughs> yeah. Before we end this show, don't you have another podcast? Maybe. maybe oh, oh my God. <laughs> okay. So, also, uh, you guys have a really awesome um, podcast with Bloody Disgusting. So, it's the Bloody Disgusting podcast. It's a weekly show. So, out on Wednesdays, where basically we give you horror news and I, you know, give you guys some recommendations on what you should watch. So yeah, it's um it's pretty awesome. I'm really happy to be a part of the team. So if you guys want, please check us out. You know, we're we're pretty much everywhere. That's awesome. Congratulations on this. Thank you. Okay, well Jay, you have to do your thing. Uh peace out. Money. I got money. All my life I had to grind and hustle I had to work like Kobe just to shine like Russell They say, glad you made it happen overnight They say, damn you changed I'm like, show you right In the crib, trying to find the BPM Rehearsing for the next show in my kitchen Fresh off for tour but can't tell you where I've been